a new series, Sounds for the Soul, okay? I kid you not, the first book that I read in the Bible was actually the book of Psalms, and that's when I got saved. And maybe because I was part of the worship team, and, you know, as you're part of the worship ministry, and since David was like a worship leader, we're encouraged to read the book of Psalms. And one of the things I love about the book of Psalms is technically how real David and the other authors were in regards to their feelings. Okay, not only did they speak in a way or uh, write in certain ways where they just praise and thank God for who he is, but they were pretty much real in terms of how they felt. They told God that they were afraid, they were anxious, and, but at the end of the day, they were still confident to trust in the Lord. And that's always how we read the book of Psalms, all right? Psalms covers a lot of emotional spectrum from valleys of low to mountains of joy. It is an awesome book, especially if you're somebody who's trying to look into the heart of God. So I want to encourage everybody, if you guys have the time, no matter which part of you guys are in the Bible, read the book of Psalms because it does point us to the heart of God. It does point us to God. All right, so today's message is actually on God is with us in the waiting. Okay, I do want to ask a couple of questions. And my first question is, has everybody, any one of us in this room, have we ever waited for something in life? Raise your hands. All right, we've waited for something in life. It could be a promotion, a breakthrough, miracle, healing, um, anything at all, relationship, all right? So we're, we, the bus, we're all waiting for the bus, all right? Uh, so we've all waited for something in life. My second question is, how many of you guys, raise your hands, enjoy waiting? Nobody. I don't like to wait. I borderline hate waiting, all right? Nobody likes to wait. Now, I did a couple of stats online to check on, uh, on how long people can wait on certain things and stuff, okay? So I want a little bit of interaction from you guys. Okay, so I'm going to say uh, a couple of stats, uh, averages globally, and I want to see whether you guys agree with this or not, because some of them I don't agree. So first question, okay, you're at the traffic light, okay? There's a car in front of you, so obviously you're at the back, all right? And it's a green light, now, the average person can wait as long as 50 seconds. Agree or not? No. No? Okay, what's the maximum time you guys can wait? <laughs> one second. Yes. That's the most common thing. Yesterday, somebody said one second as well. All right, okay. Uh, if you're in a cinema and people are talking, the maximum time that a person can actually tahan that scenario is about a minute and 20 seconds. Can you guys... Wait that long? No? How long can you guys wait? What? Two seconds. All right, all right, all right. I hear two seconds. Okay. Um, late people, late people, late people, raise your hands. <laughs> okay. All right. For, for someone who has an appointment and you're waiting for somebody and stuff, the maximum time that a person can wait for uh, during that appointment for someone is about... Let me double check. Three minutes and 54 seconds. Do you guys agree? You guys don't agree? How long can you guys wait? What? 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 Speak up. Speak up. Zero. Wow. Why, why are you guys still late to church? <laughs> All right. All right. Anyways. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> okay, maximum waiting time for food. How long do you guys wait for food, all right? It says over here that the maximum time that a person can wait for food is about 40 minutes. Can you guys wait? No. Okay, so what proves, what, something that proves today is that Malaysian has no tolerance <laughs> in regards to time. Okay, but the reality is, whether you're Malaysian or not, all right, we, we don't like waiting. You know, let me give you guys another average, all right? The average person throughout their lifetime spends about five years waiting in lines, in queues, all right? Where out of those five years, six months is you at the traffic light or at traffic. Okay, if you're in Manila, you need to add another six months. If you're somebody from Jakarta, you need two years. Because <laughs> we all know how the traffic is and stuff, all right? You know, um, you know, today's scripture, key scripture, is actually in the book of Psalms. Now, please bear with me because it's a little bit long, all right? Um, so, let me read the passage and I hope you guys follow along, all right? For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From Him comes my salvation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will all of you attack a man to batter him like a leaning wall, a tottering fence? They only plan to thrust him down from his high position. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths, and it, but inwardly they curse. Salah. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be, in sh uh, not be shaken. On God rests my salvation, my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us, Selah. Those of low estates are but a breath. Those of high estate are de a delusion. In the balances, they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. But no trust in extortion. Set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. And that to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love. For you will render to a man according to his work. God, we thank you for the day. I pray you use me mightily. That my words be your words. Open the hearts and the mind of the people today. Let them go forth with an understanding and application based on your word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all say, Amen. All right. So just a little bit of background in regards to Psalm 62. So David was the one who wrote the Psalms. And it's pretty obvious that David was in some sort of danger. who was under attack. But regardless of his situation... He put his confidence in God, all right? It's likely that David wrote the Psalms at a time when one of his sons were actually wanting to throw him off the throne. But one thing that's unique about the Psalms is that if you follow how David writes his songs, okay? He has a certain way of writing, a certain pattern, all right? But what separates the Psalms among all the Psalms is written, okay, is that in this Psalms, he did not ask God for anything. He simply praised and worshiped God for who he is in the midst of his situation. All right. But today's focus is actually on verse 5 and 6. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence. For my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be 
shaken. All right. If you guys were paying attention to the earlier verse on verse 1 and 2, it starts off in a similar way. What separates the first two verses to these two verses is that in verse 5 and 6, David is speaking to his soul. It's like he's looking in a mirror and telling himself, for God alone, oh my soul, wait on him. And that's the difference. David knew that he was surrounded with backstabbers. David knew that he was in the midst of, in his presence, people who are sugar-coated with words. But in their hearts, they curse. He knew all that. But despite of the shaky situation that he is in, he knew and he's telling his soul that God is our rock. We will not be shaken. That despite of the attacks on him, God is his fortress. So God protects him. And in whatever situation he may end up to, he believes that God will deliver because God is his salvation. He's speaking to his soul, reminding him of who God is and that he, had, and that he has to wait on him. You know, if anything, we need to be like David. Why? Because whenever we have the lives, uh, trials, the storms of life hit in our way, we don't run to God, we run away from God. Instead of being overwhelmed with the things of God, His promises of who God is, we just get thrown and be battered by the things of life. We need to be like David. So why is it so hard to wait? Well, if you guys haven't noticed, we live at a time where we become so impatient. Think about our generation right now. There's a lot of fast food places. It's either fast or instant. All right? One of the things I'm so thankful for in Malaysia is chap fan, mixed rice. Because if you had a long day, you can just walk into a mixed rice shop and just tap out whatever you want. And it's ready for you, ready to consume. I love that. Try to go South Africa. <laughs> There's no chap fan there. There's nandos. I love nandos. But chap fan is the closest thing to heaven right now. All right? Um, okay, if, and if you're somebody who, who um, has no time to go to the fast food and you just prefer to go back to work, uh, to go back home from work, um, I'm sure most of us, if not some of us, in our cabinets we have instant noodle, instant ramen, instant porridge, instant coffee, instant soup. We have everything. It's either fast or instant. If you're somebody who's shopping online, yes, before checkout, what do we do? We check for the fastest delivery service and we choose accordingly to what we prefer because we want it fast. We want it now. All right? Think about the, if you're Googling online for weight loss and all of a sudden your social media pages shows you, lose weight fast. Lose weight now. Lose weight instant. Same thing for money. You're looking for money, how to grow money. Same thing. Google knows everything. Make money fast. Make money now. Make money instant. This is the world that we live in. All right? Everything needs to be fast or instant. Instant gratification. We're only going for the false satisfaction. Instead of something that lasts for a lifetime. But what's eternal? The world is telling us 
we need to get things fast, instant, now. But the Word of God says to wait. To wait upon the Lord. Amen? Wait upon the Lord. The Bible is full of scriptures encouraging us to wait upon the Lord. Psalms 27 verse 13 it says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. And let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Tell your neighbor, wait for the Lord. Psalms 37 verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their way. Do not fret if your neighbor has a better house and you're still waiting for your house to be finished. Do not, do, do not fret if it so happens that your, uh, your colleague has a promotion and you're still waiting. Wait upon the Lord. There are tons of stories in the Bible where our, the biblical heroes that we know had to wait. For example, Noah. Noah had to um, wait for 100 years to see what God told him will happen. All right? I mean, think about what was going through Noah's head. 100 years. Probably got, uh, he, um, the people over there were probably mocking him, things that he's crazy because he's building an ark, a boat in the middle of land when the ocean is about a thousand miles away. But in his obedience, he gained salvation for, his, for him and his family. Abraham and Sarah, they waited 25 years for the promise of God to take place. I mean, God told them 25 years ago saying that you will be a father of a nation. And he had to wait for 25 years for that to happen. Joseph, we all know Joseph, took him 22 years to be the second most powerful man, only after the Pharaoh, to rule Egypt. We all know his story. I mean, he was sold into slavery by his brothers. And then um, he was wrongly accused. He was wrongly imprisoned just because he didn't sleep with his wife. I mean, his wife. <laughs> his boss's wife. 22 years. And there's Moses, 80 years, all right? And I can go on and on. David waited. Ruth, David, Hannah waited. Mary waited. But if it's one thing that is common, and what can be said about them is that they waited and they benefited at the end. They waited and they tasted that the Lord is good. You know, when, when I was young, um, I was... Uh, my first job was in DHL. Some of you guys know this story. I grew up in Dubai. First job was in DHL. And the reason why I worked in DHL was because my dad didn't want to pay for my education fee. All right. I kind of broke his heart because growing up as, in high school, I was gearing myself to either be a, I mean, to do medicine, to practice medicine. Um, it was either going to be a heart surgeon or an obigaini. Can you guys imagine me in white? No. <laughs> and that's probably one of the reasons why I didn't want to pursue, okay? But when I told my father that, my father told me like, nope, I'm not going to pay for education fee. You do whatever you want to do and stuff. You settle yourself. And that's what happened, all right? So long story short, I looked for a job and I got into DHL. Now, how many of you guys can agree that despite, uh, it doesn't really matter what job, the first few days, weeks, and months will be hard, mainly because you're trying to find some rhythm, right? So I was doing the same. Okay, so, and it was hard. Like, I would go back home after delivering packages and stuff with blisters on my feet. And I remember pulling out my socks with, 
blood and sweat and stuff. And my sister and my mom will be cleaning my feet because it was really hurting. All right. And I remember wanting to tap out. I cried out to God, God, I did a mistake. I, man, I, I want out. I don't think I can do this for long. Um, I want out. And I, I kid you not, I was actually trying to figure out ways to fire myself. I'd think about going late to work. I'd think about maybe losing a package, which eventually it, lo- it got lost, you know. But God really wanted me to stay because I didn't get fired, you know. And I remember it so clearly. The Holy Spirit was telling me, like, I mean, as I was crying to God, I felt the Holy Spirit remind me that, Neil, you asked for this job. And I gave it to you. I mean, right there at that time, I, I repented, I cried, I, I told God, I'm sorry. I know I asked for this and stuff. Um, okay, I'm going to wait on you. I'm not going to get myself fired. If anything, um, I'm going to go ahead and move forward wait, uh, based on your time. So I waited on God, you know. And the next few months, it was actually pretty cool. Like, I started doing well. I started getting more commissions in, in DHL and stuff. And, and I was enjoying it. And I remember so clearly a few months later that my dad called me into his room. And he asked me, um, how's, how's, your, how's your job? And I was like, oh, it's good. Thanks for asking. I got a couple commissions and stuff for that. So things are doing great. And then the next line he told me was like, well, um, good to know, but I just want to let you know that I decided to pay for your education fee. Um, it doesn't matter what you want to do and stuff, but look for, look for a college, look for a uni, don't, don't worry about a thing, I'll pay for everything. Guys, I kid you not. I can, I mean, if you knew my dad, all right, my dad is stubborn. I love you if you're watching online, dad. But he is one stubborn dad. If he says yes and everybody's telling him to tell no, he will say yes and stick with it. If he says no, nobody can change his mind. He will say no. I can clearly say that that was a God thing right there. I waited and then when the opportunity came, I knew that it was from God. I don't like waiting. I'm sure that our Bible heroes don't like waiting. But they, and my, like myself, we persevered in faith. Knowing at the end of the day, when we look back, we can say it's all worth it. So why wait on God? Three things. Why wait on God? The first thing I want to say is waiting reminds us that God is in control. So why wait on God? First one, waiting reminds us. That God is in control. Now, as humans, we like to be in control. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. We all like to be in control. Maybe more towards men because like men likes to fix things and be in control most of the time until we get married. That's when the power balance shifts. You guys don't get it. Anyways. (laughs) You know, when I was young, I loved to drive from KL to Penang. And Penang to KL all in one day. And why? Because I like to do long drives. I, and I'll have two or three guys with me and stuff like that. I will never let them drive me because I enjoy it. I like to be in control. Nowadays, I don't like to drive to Penang. I just tell my wife, like, hey, we're going to go Penang and stuff. Oh, okay. And I'll just tell my wife, look, when the moment we hit Ipoh, you drive. 
all right? And I'll try to sneak in, like, maybe you drive from KL to Penang. <laughs> I'd rather sleep, all right? Um, so things have changed, and I admit I'm old already. So, but I was, as I was preparing this message, I just felt the Holy Spirit tell me, like, Neil, why do you think you wanted to be in control all the way to Penang and KL and back and forth and stuff? You know, and I was thinking, I was like, yeah, God, um, I like long drives. Yeah, sure, you like long drives. I know that. I like to be in control. Yeah, um, I know that. So I was digging and digging myself, trying to see what God was trying to tell me. Yes, I like to drive. I like to be in control. But the reality is, the reason why I like to be in control is because I never trusted the guys who were with me to drive all the way to Penang. They have a terrible record in driving but I never trusted them I don't know if you got it but here's the thing if you're in a dry season waiting and anticipating for something to happen while you are still in control the question you should be asking isn't where is God you should be asking yourself why are you still in control And whether you still trust God. It's easy to say that I trust you, God, when things are okay in our lives. When everything is okay, it's easy for us to say we trust God. But it is also easy to say we trust God when we are in control. God is in control and waiting reminds us just that. Number two, waiting reveals God's plans and not ours. We all know the famous scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God has a plan. The Bible tells us so. But sometimes we get so lost in our plans that we forget we, that God even had one for us. We really need to learn how to wait on God because when we wait, we tend to hear things better. When we wait, we tend to see things clearer. When I was making my decision to stay in Malaysia when I was in college and stuff, um, Pastor Kel actually asked me, uh, Pastor Kel is the pastor in Every Nation PJ. He actually asked me whether I want to consider going into full-time. And I kid you not, I had no intention to stay in Malaysia. I wanted to go back to Dubai. I had a relationship and stuff. I had no reason for me to stay in Malaysia. You know, but I love God. I love serving God. So I considered it. I told Pastor Cal that, look, I'm going to pray about it. I'll think about it. I'll let you know. Months went by and I was serving in church and stuff. Um, I think it was one month before my visa was expiring. And Pastor Cal asked me again, hey, have you made your decision? You have to understand that I was already praying to God and I was waiting on him and stuff. But I still told Pastor Kel, like, hey, you know what? Um, I'll get back to you maybe a few weeks. Um, but sure, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know soon. You know, and I went back to God. I, I literally went back to God. And I, I asked God, God, do you really want me to stay? And I kid you not, this is what God told me. God was like, I mean, in my spirit, he was like saying like, Neil, why are you asking questions to things that you already know? I mean, I already knew that God wanted me to stay. And why? Because as I was waiting on the Lord, I knew it was so clear that he wanted me to stay. 
I guess I just wanted to hear him say, stay. The audible voice. But having said that, I don't want to make it clear that there's nothing wrong in planning, all right? The Bible encourages us to plan. Like, for example, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Commit your ways to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. It's okay to plan. There just has to be a partnership with God. All right? I want you guys to get this. The more we involve God in the waiting... The more we involve God, the more we delight in Him. The more we delight in Him, the more we align with Him. All right? I want you guys to get that. When we align ourselves with God, His will, His desires becomes ours. God has a plan and waiting reveals that. Number three, why wait on God? Waiting allows God to work in us. What do I mean by that? There are certain lessons in life that I believe can only be taught in the waiting. All right? Now, you guys know that I have, uh, I have three kids and they're crazy. Crazy about chocolates and candies. All right? And I love them. And, they'll, 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 and uh, whenever they come to me, they'll say, Papa... Uh, can I have candy? And my answer to them is always the same. I'm like, no, finish your food, then you can have. I mean, I'm trying to teach delayed gratification. So, but three of them have different responses. So my eldest will come to me, and she's nine. She's like, Papa, can I have candy? And I'm like, no, finish your food, and then you can have candy. And you know what she does? She goes to my wife, and she asks my wife, Mama, can I have candy? Expecting that my wife will say yes. Because she knows that the fear of the wife is only second to the Lord. <laughs> but she doesn't know. What she doesn't know is that me and my wife are in sync. And she said no to my daughter. And my daughter just lost her chance. But then she ate her food. My second boy, he's six, comes to me and he asks, Papa, can I have candy? I'm like, No. Finish your food and you can have. He will throw a fit. He will roll on the floor and he will like, ah. but he's steady. He finally realized that he has no choice but to wait, eat his food, and eat his candy. That's why he's my favorite. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, I mean, all my kids are my favorite, all right? My youngest is two and a half, okay, and he, he hardly speaks. I mean, he can say certain words like papa, mama, and all stuff like that. So he'll come up to me and say, papa, papa, and then candy, I know he, has, he wants candy because he has candy in his hand. So he'll be like, papa, and I'll be like, no, eat your food and you can eat your candy. And he's two and a half, and he'll like give me this, the cutest sigh. He'll be like, oh, you're like, aww. Then I'll give it to him anyways. <laughs> I mean, because he won me over. Okay, but delayed gratification. I want my kids to know that it's worth waiting in the end. All right? Um, the bamboo, uh, you guys know about the bamboo plant, the tree? Okay? Now, nothing really happens when you plant a bamboo seed and start watering it, except for a tiny shoot that comes out of the soil. Okay? 
tiny shoot that comes out of the soil. And you can water it, fertilize it, watch it for years, maybe four or five years, and you will never see anything happen except for that tiny shoot that you saw in the beginning. All right? But suddenly, maybe on the sixth year and a couple of weeks later after that, all of a sudden, that tiny shoot starts growing two feet every single day. Now, it is known that bamboos, bamboo trees can actually grow up to 90 feet. In extreme cases, up to 150 feet. What am I trying to teach you guys today? The first four to five years, when you see that tiny shoot, growth is taking place underground. All right? Just because we don't see, doesn't mean nothing is happening. The root in the soil is going deep and wide, which is crucial if the bamboo is supposed to shoot up to 90 or 150 feet. All right? What am I trying to say over here? A lot of us here, when we are in a season of waiting, we give up in frustration and disappointment in days, in weeks, in months, because nothing is happening. We cannot see anything. But what we fail to realize is in the waiting, God is teaching us something internally. And these are things that can only be taught in life, in the waiting. Things like patience, grace, trust, faith, love. Plants take time to grow, uh, grow and there's, there's no such thing as instant growth. So why wait on God? Waiting reminds us that God is in control. Waiting reveals that God has a plan. Waiting, waiting allows God to work in us. So the next question should be, what do we do when we wait? All right, and I'll speed this through. Okay, three things. Seek Him. All right, seek Him in word. Seek Him in worship. I like this verse in 119 verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In the season of waiting, there will be moments when in life, everything is going to be dark and hopeless. And we need the Word of God to light our path. That's what the Word of God says. Alright? And I want you guys to get this. Alright? I want you guys to get this. One of the reasons we struggle to wait on Him is because we don't know Him enough. To trust Him. The more we know Him, the more we build our relationship with Him, the easier it gets to trust in God. We struggle not because He can't deliver. We struggle because we don't even know this God. Seek Him. Second, pray. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. All right? Um, everybody know what a sniper is? A sniper has that gun and he looks through a scope to keep focus on what he's targeting. And prayer does the same thing. Prayer allows us to keep our eyes on God. What do we do in the waiting? We pray. 
We wait on God. It keeps us in line and reminds us why we're waiting in the first place and what are we waiting for. All right? Wait, a prayer isn't to remind God what He needs to do. Praying is really to remind us to focus on God and on the things of God. Prayer. All right? Pray. Last one is to serve. We know the word wait means to expect or to look for. But remember, it also means to serve. Just like a waiter waits on your table at the restaurant, our act of waiting isn't supposed to be passive. All right? You don't, have, you don't just sit down and wait for something to happen and stuff. No. You have to do something in the process. When I was waiting on God, I did not do I did not just stay in one place and wait for God to fire me, all right? I continued to work. I continued to honor Him as I wait. You guys get me? So what do we do when we wait? We seek, we pray, and we serve. You know, I can tell you tons of stories about me waiting on God, all right? I mean, like, think about it. Like, my wife, I, I, I was waiting for my wife. Uh, I got rejected six times. All right? But I believe seven is a biblical number. Okay? When God rested on the seventh day, He forwarded in time to make sure that I got my wife's attention on the seventh try. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's not biblical. But anyways, I can tell stories about how I waited for uh, my driver's license or waited for a car and all that stuff. And, but here's one thing that is common. No matter what I share, it is hard to wait. But I want to encourage you guys to look beyond that. To learn to wait on the Lord. To persevere knowing in faith that God will deliver. That God will meet you. That God is with you. Why? Because when we wait, we're reminded that God is in control. When we wait... God's plans are revealed. When we wait, we allow God to work in us. Let me just pray. Your Papa, I just want to thank you for this time. Thank you, Lord, for the reminder of how important it is to wait upon the Lord. God, forgive us if there are times when we've been so impatient. Remind us, O oh Lord, that God, it is worth waiting for when we partner with you. Remind us, O oh Lord, that when we wait, God, you are in control. God, remind us, O oh Lord, that when we wait, God, you have better plans and promises for us in store. God, remind us, O oh Lord, when we wait, I pray that, God, we will humble ourselves to learn. Because we know that, God, there is a teaching moment for us as we wait. We thank you, God. Because you are a good and gracious one. We thank you, God. Here I am waiting. Abide in me, I pray. 
If you're waiting in the Lord, sing along with me. we thank you. We thank you for this time. We praise you. We worship you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give a clap to the Lord.